your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. We are live with you this Tuesday morning on Limerick Today and we're going to chat now to Jane Conlon of So Delicious on Henry Street and award winning too and I just love I have to be honest with you I'm salivating here good morning um, Jane how good are morning, you Joe. How oh are you? soda bread I love soda bread that's a, that's, that's a good start it's a great start isn't it yeah <laughs> so well, first of all how did you come up so delicious just a wonderful name for a bakery um, well I suppose I've had a huge fascination and interest in soda bread for many many years and um initially like uh, many years ago when I got working with our first uh, I suppose the first people who did our marketing and a bit of graphic design which is a huge big I suppose we threw out loads of names and loads of ideas but um, eventually we came up with you know so delicious It's it, it describes it perfectly it's soda bread we think it's delicious so it was a perfect name and to get to this point, I mean, you've taken a lot of strands of your background and training and where you've worked up to this point. Just give listeners a sense of that. Yeah. Um, well, it has, it's been a very, very long journey. Um, it, it, the concept itself is very simple. Like, you know, there's people all over the country, especially this country, all over the world who are making soda bread. Joe, even you, you could go into the kitchen, throw a few ingredients together, whip up a loaf of soda bread. But... I suppose from <clears throat> you don't know me very well, but go on, carry on. <laughs> Anybody can. But um I trained in Ballymaloo um a long time ago. Left Ballymaloo and I ended up working in London and I apprenticed under an amazing Italian pastry chef. Um he taught me like it was all yeast bread, sweet, savory. Um but as you know, Italians don't eat soda bread. But um, when I came back back to Ireland after London, I I just thought like his he was the one who introduced me to this idea of putting different flavors additives into bread. Now all flesh fresh. When I say flavors, I don't mean artificial. It's all fresh. Like he would put sun dried tomatoes, nuts, seeds, that sort of thing. So when I came home, I decided like you know I wonder what this would taste like in soda bread. So I just started playing around and experimenting, and I was really really blown away by the result because to me you could actually taste the flavors better than you could through yeast bread. Um, and also, I suppose, what really, uh, what I really loved was the process. And for me, um, it's all about the process. I, I just, there's something about the making of it. It's, it's absolutely magical. You put these simple ingredients, like you're talking about four basic ingredients. You put some fresh, you don't have to put the things like the cheese, the, high, the chives, the, the herbs, the nuts. You don't have to put any of that into it. But when you put these ingredients into a bowl, mix them together, your buttermilk, and literally 15 minutes later, you'll have the most beautiful scones. Half an hour later, you'll have a loaf of bread. There's something magical about that. Mm. And you mentioned the Italian pastry chef in London. Was that in Anthony Worrell Thompson's yes, r- yes, restaurant? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, he'd be a very well-known name himself. Yeah, but yeah. Um, and, and you were talking about, I think, being up every morning there, 5am, uh, and, and ten, mixing dough, knocking it back and proving. What does that mean? So, with anybody familiar with yeast bread, um, will know the process. Now, I know there's machines who do a lot of this these days. You put them into a big mixer, but over there, there were three of us who would be in the kitchen at five. So you weren't getting up at five; you're in the kitchen at five, 
and you're mixing. So you were up a lot earlier. A lot, of, yeah. Traveling from Kilburn on tubes, they they weren't the happiest days in my life. But um, what it means is you're literally you're you're mixing the the, the it's different flour, strong flour, your salt. Then you have the yeast, fresh yeast. You have to that has to dissolve at a certain temperature in in warmish water, not too hot, not too cold, to allow the yeast to actually work. You you actually you then mix this into the into the flour mixture, and you kind of have to keep kneading it, kneading it, kneading it. Knocking it back means when it rises, you leave it for a length of time, maybe an hour, sometimes two hours. It all fills with air, like the yeast is working and it's creating air pockets in that. Knocking it back is literally punching it, da- punching all that air out of it, and you start again kneading it you cover it again so we could do this up to two or three times leaving it for an hour in between and finally you get to bake your loaf of bread be honest now i mean if someone had annoyed you would you put their face on it when you were absolutely (laughs) (laughs) the other thing i often wonder about bakers is do you spend your entire life being sleep deprived i mean is is it is it a very early in the morning existence generally (laughs) well not if you make soda bread Oh, go on, yes, we love that. Carry on. So, soda bread, again, this is only my opinion, you skip all that process. You skip all that hours and hours of kneading, knocking back, letting it rise. You mix your, you throw your ingredients into a bowl. You mix them lightly but gently. It's completely the opposite uh, process to making yeast bread. And um, again, you you know, you you the result is absolutely beautiful, but in a fraction of the, of the time. Did you ever say to the Italian, by the way, do you know, I think this would work for soda bread? <laughs> no, I didn't, because at the time I was thoroughly enjoying what, like, he, he was, he he was a genius at what he did. I, I I loved working with him. I loved the product. I loved what he was making. Mm. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, it was absolutely delicious as well. It was beautiful bread. But um, I suppose it, it planted something in me. It planted a seed in me. So, and when, and you see, up until then, before I went to Ballymaloo and before I went to London, I'd done a lot of traveling in, um, in other countries, um, France, a lot of time in France, California, Boston, Australia. And I was fascinated by how much these countries celebrated their own bread. And, you know, Poland, great bread tradition in Poland. And, um, I just came home and I thought, like, in Ireland, people think of soda bread as brown bread. And I know people make various, you know, they throw a few sultanas into it here and there. But by and large, people's perception of soda bread is brown bread. And I thought, you know, here, guys, there's a platform here. You can do something absolutely amazing with this bread. Mm. And by adding what we're adding into it, it proves to you it is up there with all these, you know, these yeast breads, these sourdough breads, um, various sun-dried tomato breads. And we've gone and made a whole business out of it. Yeah. And we're chatting to Jane Condon, uh, who um, runs So Delicious on Henry Street, down by Gardens International. Uh, a lot of people would recognise it from there. What was the most unusual thing you ever put in soda bread that worked and the most unusual thing that didn't? Um, funny enough, the... It was, it's not that unusual, but like, again, our customers would know that our scones, we have a, a vast array and different supply of scones every morning. So we, you know, to come away from the Sultana scones, we would put a lot of things like bananas, dates, raspberries, strawberries. We make our own cinnamon sw- swirls. That's all with soda bread dough. But the one thing that really doesn't work is chocolate. And that surprises me because, again, if you have a chocolate, like a, a delicious French pastry, a, a pan au chocolat, it's absolutely delicious. My, it doesn't work with soda bread. So right. that, that surprised me. The chocolate yeah. doesn't. Um, what I suppose, I think the biggest surprise of all is um, the fresh chives and the cheddar. 
and that has now become our cheddar and chive um, soda bread. That that that's become award winning. It's one of our most popular breads, and it's it's an amazing combination. And as I say to people, a couple of days later, you toast it, put a crispy ration onto that onto that crispy rasher, poached egg, delicious. And what does the soda <coughs> bread go with? You know, is it wine? Is it a cup of tea? Is it coffee? What? It's everything. So morning time, cup of coffee. Throughout the day, lunchtime, a pot of tea. Um, evening time, you can put anything onto it. Like if you had relish, if you had a good, um, uh, like a really good cheese, a glass of wine, it's almost a meal in itself. And I suppose part of this uh, journey, like I have a few children, Joe, and not all of them eat potatoes. So you're, you know, as a mother of a growing a large hungry family, you need to feed them properly. So I have very much substituted potatoes in our house with soda bread. Mm. So we'll have our fish, your meat, your salads, beautiful soda bread on the side. And you've you've an absolutely, you've a different eating experience. I mean, do you have any view one way or the other on whether someone would put butter on top of the soda bread or throw cheese on it or just have it plain? It's whatever works for you. Mm. It's butter, like straight, straight out of the oven. If you just butter that, it's it's amazing. Every bread is. But um, like I say, you can you can just change it to to suit your needs. If you know if you're hosting people in the evening, absolutely nice relish, onion jams, spreads, different cream cheese spreads, um, deli meats, cheeses, bottle of wine. Hmm. How did you end up in Limerick then? Um, well, <laughs> I ended up in Limerick because we end. It, it's kind of a ridiculous story, Joe. When people ask me this, it's not like we set out to plan. My husband is from Leitrim. And he literally drove through Limerick one day with his pal and there was a restaurant, um, you probably remember it, called The Silver Plate. Mm -hmm. That was for sale and they decided to buy it. So we took it over, we ran it, um, we ran it as Shea O'Shea for a number of years and that's how I suppose I came to Limerick and I grew to love Limerick. Um, Limerick is my home now. But Mm -hmm. it was Shea O'Shea that was the start of our, um, I suppose, our food experience. Yeah, that was a good restaurant. Thank you. Mm -hmm. We like Mm -hmm. to think it was. Um, Leitrim's a lovely place. It is. Limerick's fantastic too, all yeah. the L's here today. But, yeah. but Leitrim's nice. Um, so you ended up here. And Dublin's uh, not too bad either. Oh, I knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I had, had, I had almost forced you to say that. Um, but, but then, I mean, okay, the idea then of just saying, right, I'm going to um, exclusively do forms of soda bread at So Delicious. That, did, did you worry that would restrict you at all? I didn't, but everybody else did. So, and it's not that I had this huge confidence in it. It's just what I loved doing. And I, I've i had much more naysayers and critics at the start. Now we've got people on board. And um, yeah, I, I suppose I, I, I always likened it. Like you're, you're, you're familiar with all the, we'll say the, the yeast uh, bakery businesses. You know, you go into your local supermarket and you have croissants and you have your... Um, what you've got, your Danishes, your pan au chocolat, all of these things. I thought, wouldn't it be amazing to have an Irish equivalent of that using soda bread as mm. the medium? And that was my driving force all the time. Are you the only example of it in the country? As far as I know, yeah. Right. yeah. That's amazing. Um, so, presumably then, you you built um, a regular customer base, is that the way it's worked? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have built, we have the most amazing customers they have been so loyal, so dedicated and consistent since we opened the door. 
Uh, we're only here a little bit over four years. but um, Including the pandemic? Including the pandemic and a, and a shaky start before the pandemic. But um, yeah, the customers are brilliant and the, the support is, you know, they give us great support. They've given us constructive feedback, um, but they have been there from day one and the customers are growing. And you're a city centre business and we have debated this long and hard now over the last 12 months with everything that's going on in the city centre. Obviously, the more Gardens International expands, the better that would be for you. And clearly the O'Connell Street works. You're not far from there and the international rugby experience due to open. So are you hopeful? I'm very hopeful. Yeah. And it was a gamble. When we opened up in our premises in Lower Cecil Street and the corner of Henry Street there, there was nothing there. There was literally nothing there. All I could see, though, was I had a vision of like the building was a beautiful space from the minute we stepped in. Um, my husband's a builder. He did the work. It's I, If you've been inside the building, that the building itself, before you've had a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or a scone, you're already in a beautiful space. So when you're working with that and you're producing good food, lovely coffee, amazing coffee. I think you're going to draw the crowd in. And now that there's so much development going up or going on around us, it's only attracting yeah. more and more, not just offices. Um, but, you know, customers are moving out of their kind of the comfort retail zone down at the crossroads there of O'Connell Street and Sarsfield Street. And they are making their way down to us. And Jane, is it entirely takeaway, or can you go in and, and say? Oh no, it's a huge premises, Joe. Right. It's it's a it's a we've seating area for for fifty to sixty people. Wow. Okay, so you can handle the queues, as they say. Yeah, well, there's generally no queues. People people come in and they sit, and it's a quick turnover. Lunch, right. we have a very fast turnover. So, um, you know, yeah, you occasionally you'd get a small bit of a build up, but. Um, I mean, there's plenty of space um, and great space for buggies and wheelchairs also. Now, um, you won prizes at Blast and Heron, I think, is it 2022 mm-hmm. for the selection of bread? Is that right? That's right, yeah. Um, yeah. And interestingly enough, um, the She's Next programme, which empowers women in business. Tell us about that. Well, that was a programme that I entered probably about three months ago. Um, it was a very, very extensive application. Um, it's a it's a programme that was only open to female entrepreneurs, so I decided, look, I'm just going to go for this. And I put everything into it. And I was shortlisted to the finals a few weeks ago. And then I was announced as one of the winners. So I like I can't tell you how much, like it was an absolutely brilliant lift to get. Because I suppose when, when you're running your own business, and it is, like you say, I'm the only one doing this. And I, I have to, I keep, sometimes you need to be talking to yourself, is this mad? Am I mad? But it's a huge endorsement when a company like Visa have spotted this business and think they actually they think that's a good idea and that they've backed it now so it's 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 amazing to get that independent recognition and um it, it's been a great moral boost um to the staff and to myself and to the business yeah and tell me about the number of people you have involved that's so delicious yeah so we have a staff of about 10 people um i, I cannot say enough about them they are the most dedicated and loyal staff that you could work with I have huge respect for every single one of them and I enjoy working with every single one of them. It's it's all about respect. I have nothing but respect for them and they have they respect the business and that's how it works. So if you want the private plane to take you to Dublin and to Leitrim and back to Limerick and everywhere else, I assume it has to be expansion. I mean, you'll want so delicious everywhere. If I walk down a street in Paris, there'll be one or anywhere in Ireland or New York or wherever. Well, it's funny you say that. Uh, I said if I, if I was given a dollar for every time an American tourist arrived in and said, you got to open one of these in Washington, New Jersey or wherever. 
Um, yeah, that that's where I suppose watch the space. Okay. Trips, oh. I'm very excited now. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> Um, because genuinely it has an Irish brand attached yeah. to it, doesn't it? You know, it you can it. see how it it's, fits in with our general approach to tourism. It's completely Irish. The whole concept is Irish. So the product is Irish. The people, you know, like, you know, we're, we're, it's a Irish business through and through. Joe, our playlist is completely Irish. If you go up there, every single song on the playlist is Irish. And I'm trying again, giving a platform to so many Irish artists around the country. I'm a huge music fan. And nothing, you, you can't come in here. You're not you're gonna, not going to come up to our place and hear uh, any, you know, Beyonce or any of those people. And I, I love I, I love music in general, but it's all Irish. Um, the hand soap in the bathrooms is Irish. It's an entirely Irish. The drinks and the in the chill in the fridge are Irish. Everything is Irish about it. Right, that is absolutely fantastic. Um, and, and because I, I've just, I'm, I, I, and this I think probably applies to a lot of people um, listening to you this morning. It's conjuring up all sorts of memories for me mm. as a child of yeah. soda bread, you know, and and the, the other products that you mentioned connected to it because it, it was so well, much part of the fabric of Ireland for so long. It was. And obviously people used to bake it differently, you know. People used to bake it in a kettle hanging over a fire. But what, what it does is, and this is what I'm saying about the process, it's like food is, it provides a great source of comfort to people, like a huge source of comfort. But I think that bread especially is a huge source of comfort. It, it, it actually, it's, it talks to your soul, bread. Mm. It, it really does. And most bakers would agree with that. And like when I, I just love, I get so much out of the process of the making and the baking of the bread. And you come, like you put those scones into the oven and 15 minutes later, you've got these little pieces of magic coming out of the oven, the smell, the aroma, the taste. But then you then, the process, you hand it over, you come Mm. in as a customer and the customer then is enjoying what you've just spent time baking and making. And um, it's, it's a, it's a very organic process that. All right, brilliant. Well, listen, more power to you. So delicious. Uh, check it out if you haven't already. And uh, very best uh, of luck with it and with w- what sounds like expansion. We'll talk about that and maybe okay. at another time, uh, Jane Conlon. But thanks so much for coming in as well. It's great to chat to you this morning. Thank you very much, Joe. Cheers. Your views. Your-